Hello everyone and welcome to the Ace Space. This is a special unscripted edition where today myself Dave Rogers, Matt Rogers and Key Michael will discuss pound for pound the coolest man in world volleyball, Benjamin Patch. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where to start with him really. Uh, key heads or tails? I'll go tails. It's a head. Matt, astonishingly cool human being, Ben Patch. I mean... I don't want to say it's a bromance because there's another guy <laughs> that's going to come out in the in the near future, which is definitely a bromance. So this is more just like a respect thing. But Dave came off this call just in awe of the guy. So yeah, the coolest guy certainly that we've done on Unscripted. And uh, the most casual, that was the thing that got me, just casual about everything, but so detailed on the pottery and, and obviously as an athlete. And Key Michael, you and Benjamin Patch have got something in common. <laughs> I hope we have more than one thing in common, but I was so excited to learn that he's a potter, but he's a potter before he's an athlete. So I also did a I dabbled in ceramics in high school. My parents have like this like wall to wall. Every surface is covered in my high school pottery. So I can imagine his parents have a similar issue. But yeah, it was really <laughs> cool to hear that. Uh, anyway, we are going to go into forensic detail, as we always do, and we're going to listen to the Ben Patch unscripted in full. Sorry, Benjamin Patch. He likes to be called Benjamin, and we give the man what he wants. Uh, but before we get into it, how are you both? Matt, have you got a construction lesson for us this week? <laughs> um, no, not really, if I'm honest. Although I did build something pretty cool with Lego. I don't know if that counts. Go on. Well, I bought. I built a bridge... And then I built a ship to go under it, and then I put the ship on some little rollers and then pulled the ship under the bridge. There you go. That sounds absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Speaking of Lego, did you guys know I have my own mini Lego? What, like a... What? A yeah, well, the Italian team that I played for, they I guess Lego was their sponsor or something, and they built the whole... It was Palayamamai, Busto Arsizio. They built out the whole stadium out of Lego and they gave each of the players their own little Lego with a little red jersey and their number and their hair colour. And I have it somewhere. No it must way. be in storage somewhere. I thought it was the coolest thing. That is that is incredibly cool. <laughs> See, Benjamin Patch just talking about him brings out all this other uh, all this other cool stuff as well. Uh, Key, I know you love this part of the podcast. How are you? What have you been up to? <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm really good. I'm good, except I'm a little bit, uh, how can I say? I was a little bit traumatized earlier because I almost ate a slug. <laughs> oh my God. You do live in France, to be fair. Yeah, well, I, I love to get all my fruit and vegetables fresh from, you know, basically from the garden. And I went to wash my lettuce and there was a slug in it. And if I hadn't washed it, I would have eaten it. And I was a little bit <laughs> disturbed by it, but I don't know. I have, I have, I love making salads. So, Matt, what's the worst thing you've ever eaten? <laughs> what a question! Um, well, well, a raw egg, as a as a dare on a ski trip. That wasn't nice. Yeah, I've had cow. Uh, what do you call it? Ox's tongue. Oh, Jesus! Which was a bit rubbery. <laughs> Um, but if I'm honest, the worst thing I've ever had is, is mushrooms. <laughs> just just <laughs> hit eight mushrooms. <laughs> In Australia, they eat kangaroo just regularly. Like you go into the supermarket. I've had a kangaroo burger. Yeah. Was that in um, Was that in Loughborough, Matt? What the kangaroo burger? No, no, it was in Australia. <laughs> Okay. All right. Big time. We've all been places. Uh, no, there was uh, when so when we were in Loughborough, there was a restaurant called Mumba, and they used to do kind oh, of yeah. stuff. Yeah, so I thought it might have been there. Alas, it was not. Can I uh, can I ask right. you a question? Of Please course. do. Have you been dancing in fields on your own late at night this this week? Oh, <laughs> I knew you had been stalking me on interviews. <laughs> Look, the thing is, this weekend was supposed to be this huge beach volleyball in it, uh, tournament in Italy. And it happens every year. And I've gone for the last seven years, I think. And that like tw like 25,000 people go. And there's this huge spritz party over the weekend. Um, it's in Bibione. It's called the spritz party. I think it's just called the spritz party. Anyway, <laughs> they did some online live spritz party where it was just a DJ and one guy on the microphone when it's normally like 25,000 people in a crowd on the sand. So, yeah, you seem was, to be was, really enjoying yourself in that I field. I was dancing by myself in a field. I'm embarrassed now that, that I, I shouldn't have put that online. I had a moment of weakness. <laughs> Do you forget that other people see these things you put online? I know. <laughs> well, I was just such a, it was in such a good mood. I just got back from a run. I was feeling energetic. I had all these endorphins. Just thought, let it out. 
let the people You can't see. dance like no one's watching if then you make sure that everyone's watching. <laughs> yes. <I think> That's <laughs> yeah. well, I just thought, you know, I've, maybe people are not in a great mood right now. I just thought, you know what, when you're feeling good, you got to let other people know. Well, yeah. you look like you're having a great time. Yeah, thanks. I was. I, was. <laughs> I, I haven't got a dance in me anymore. It's just, it's just too exhausting. Well, something else we did this week was we appeared on national television. That was pretty cool. You did, you? did, didn't you? Yeah, me and my kids. Yeah, speaking of dancing, yeah, that... am I the only one who hasn't danced this week? <laughs> do some now, Dave, just for fun. Yeah, get up and do a little jig Come first. on. This is an audio-only medium. Being recorded think. in video, and if it's good enough, <laughs> we <Yeah>. use it. <laughs> that wouldn't be. Um, so how was, the, uh, how was the television appearance? It was great. Who was, who was the happiest in the family about it? Oh, definitely my wife, because she wasn't in it. <laughs> no, I, I would say the daughter, the oldest daughter. It was largely for her. I, I wouldn't dance naturally. I don't even, didn't even dance uh, on my wedding day. It was the first dance. We did a first song, as you'll remember. I remember yeah. very well. So, um, yeah, she she certainly loved it, and we did it mainly for her because she, she knows the concept of TV. But what she didn't understand, she doesn't understand that it was live and lots of people are watching it. Because she said, but Daddy, if they search for it, they can find it whenever they want. Thinking that it was like YouTube or something. <laughs> she already knows how Google SEO works. Yeah. <laughs> Girl yeah. after my own heart. Oh, wow. So, no, it was really, really good. Really good. And uh, yeah, she loved it. And loads of friends commented and stuff. So, yeah. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we could make that happen again. With Key, maybe. Maybe. maybe Key could get on it. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. There'd be one more show. Uh, right, we could talk all day. We've shown that, but uh, the people are here for Benjamin Patch. Uh, stick with us afterwards because there's so much to talk about. If you are experiencing Benjamin Patch for the first time, brace yourself. He is just a whirlwind of charisma. I learned so much about him, uh, and I got a real feeling that he's sort of found the place where he belongs in Berlin. So enjoy this. It's Unscripted with Benjamin Patch. Benjamin Patch monster of the vertical leap sensational to watch on the court and even more fascinating off it an athlete and artist in equal measure he's found a home that he loves in berlin but right now he's back in the home that he grew up in in the usa so i called to check in and see how he's passing the time benjamin hello hey <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good news you can hear me um Hey. Right, mate, I am at home and I'm on lockdown and I'm bored. So I'm calling people to spread a little bit of love and happiness and to get some positivity. And I think you're just the man to give it to me. So how are you doing? Uh, I hate to disappoint you. I'm deeply depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's worse. The fact that you've told me you're deeply depressed or the fact that I thought that was funny enough to laugh out loud. <laughs> yeah. So um, quarantine has uh, ruined my jokes and all sense of humor. Um, no, I thank you. I'm really happy to be here with you. Good. Uh, you say be here. Where is here for you at the moment? Here is I'm held against my will in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Been put in timeout in this my uh, my parents upstairs, um, and I'm in the U.S. So you're back home with mum and dad, though. That's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of a bit of an identity crisis, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like, living with, living with your parents again, I'm, I'm like, waking up, making oats for mom, and mom made a smoothie. I'm like, what is life right now? I was I, just dance mode in Berlin. Oh, yeah, yeah. The thing is, though, that you, like, you have been living in one of the coolest cities on planet Earth, Berlin. What's that yeah. been like? Uh, I I really don't know how to like canonize my experience in Berlin because it it is like completely transformed my life and like tra transformed who I am. Um, damn, it's like made me who I am. Honestly, wow. Um, like the the environment is such a free loving city, and obviously, given the history, I think they really purposefully try to push acceptance and push diversity and and push out any type of ignorance and so it's it's such a perfect city for me because my whole life I've just been like I don't really fit in somewhere because I don't want to fit in one group I don't want people to think one way and and Berlin is like I got there and I was just like 
<laughs> like, what is this, like, what is this place? So, um, yeah, my experience has been amazing. I've been welcomed by not only the volleyball community, but also the, the, the regular community and the art community. And so I just, I feel like that is really my home. Did you have an idea of that before you went there or did it just come as the most pleasant, amazing surprise when you arrived? Uh, I think a bit of both. I mean, before before sports, I was just doing art. And so I have so many friends that I used to work with and do projects with that would travel through Berlin, Berlin or were living in Berlin at one point. And so when when the option for me came and I, and I um, had the opportunity to go, I was like, I knew that this would be a very like kind of seamless experience for me to kind of transitioning in, but I had no idea it was going to be like, I mean, just like my wildest dreams of, in terms of community and friends and, and um, yeah, uh, inspiration also. Like I, I really feel like Berlin has validated mm -hmm. me as in a way as a person and like as, as someone that wants to do more than just sports simultaneously as yeah um i've really i've really been able to do both in, in berlin i feel like successfully to be an athlete and to stay focused and then also to like prove that you're capable of doing more than one thing and that's something that's really important for me to exist how's your german um sehr, sehr gut. <laughs> that is better than mine i'll tell you that um, art, art's an interesting thing though isn't it i was lucky enough yeah. to be there in january because they had the european uh, Olympic qualifiers there when France yeah. got to, to Tokyo and um, I took a camera and I had to set off from my hotel early because there was just so much to take in whether it was like I don't know the beautiful architecture or the street art or just interesting people it's just yeah. a feast for the eyes everywhere you Crazy. go isn't it yeah it really yeah a feast for eyes a feast for eyes is like perfect way to say it, I think I mean I, I like that you said the people too it's such like a obviously a metropolitan city, but it's like, you just don't get the, 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 the sense of it all. I mean, it can be kind of a dark place too. Like you see some heavy, heavy stuff, but also you just see like such personality and there is just like zero judgment in a way that like people really are like so diverse from, from person to person. That's the art. It's weird. So I live in East London and a lot of people in East London think they're cool. But then you go to Berlin and you see, you see that the people are actually cool. Uh, right. Anyway, this is turning into a love letter to Berlin, which I'm well, totally on board with. Well, might as well be, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're home in Utah then. What is day to day? What does today look like, for example? You know, honestly, I'm in a really lucky situation, I think, comparatively to like some people. Um, Utah doesn't have a lot of cases of this, you know, okay. um, worldwide virus mm -hmm. of uh, COVID-19. And so I think the tone here is a little bit relaxed, maybe too relaxed. Um, but it has allowed for a little bit of flexibility, which is nice. Um, because I went to university also in the same state, I had old connections and old friends that have helped me get into a, like a private gym. Nice. So I'm able to work out every single day, sadly. Like, I don't know. I think once you're an athlete, you're like addicted to like staying in shape and you're like one day of not working out, you're like, oh, like just dying. Um, but yeah, so I work out every day and um, <laughs> super happy about it. No, I'm just kidding. Super grateful. Um, I have to say that I'm on camera. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, and then after I go straight to a pottery studio of a friend who also has a studio, so I'm there alone. Um, and I'm doing ceramics every day. Actually really cool. Um, I was teaching ceramics in, in Berlin and um, a couple of times a week. And now being able to come here, I was like, what can I do with this? And uh, a friend of mine uh, decided together that we would start a charity and so we've started this this charity to help people affected by Corona by selling our pottery, and then 100% of all proceeds go to help medical staff and try to help communities uh, that are affected by Corona. Is this the B assembly thing that I've seen? Yeah, this is absolutely B. This is B. Yeah. So I mean, my dream is to start this this brand called B that's doing fashion and design and and pottery, and pottery is kind of the the segue into it all, and so. It's been a really nice way to start, especially have it be a charity at first and mm -hmm. 
really try to help people. Um, yeah, so that's B. The art thing, it's, it's a really lovely blend because like, sh just, just show me your hands a sec. You've got these huge hands and anyone who knows you as an athlete just sees like you, you getting up and spiking and it's absolutely brutal. And when you've got, when you've got athletes who, who are artists too, so like Joe Joyce, for example, who's a heavyweight boxer uh, who won silver in Rio 2016, um, he's like a, a fine artist. And I always think it's, a, yeah, super, super cool. So for you, was it, was it art and then pro sport? And was there ever a moment where you thought, oh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to intertwine these two things here? Or have you always just been able to find the balance and they've been able to coexist? Yeah, wow. This is a really good question. So, um, yeah, I mean, I started, I never did sports growing up. Like I was always doing creative things and, and art, like, I think the most sporty thing I did was was run track, <laughs> and even then, okay. that was like a trial. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was just always in the art room and and drawing and doing. I actually started doing pottery when I was like twelve or thirteen, so okay. I've done it for fourteen or fifteen years. Um, but yeah, it came well before sports, and my plan was to go to to college university for fine art, okay. and it wasn't until uh, I suddenly grew like way too much honestly <laughs> <laughs> and uh happened upon the sport volleyball and just uh was like obsessed um but it's really funny because i just said this to someone recently because i just remembered the story but i remember working on a piece in in the ceramic room in high school okay. and uh my ceramic teacher and kind of mentor came up to me and was like you know do you really think this this sport thing will go far for you like maybe you should just stick with ceramics because I was, uh, I was quite talented when I was young, um, so that was my plan always to be like a potter for the rest of my life. But uh, yeah, so. Um, but uh, I think there there was a moment when I when I went to university and I was studying art and design. That was my major, and um, I think towards the end of my later years, people I just kept hearing like whispers of like he's not focused or he's too too all over the place or all these things and maybe they were a little bit right um but um but uh and even i and then i went to the national team after my my last year with with brigham young university and the some of the guys there honestly were like he's not focused he's you no know, doing photography and all these other things and it, i really i really struggled with it at first because i i I lost myself, I think, for about a year where I was like, I have to be what they want me to be. I have, to, if I'm going to be on the national team, I don't want to get kicked off. I, I want to go to the Olympics. And so the only way to do that is to conform. Mm -hmm. And then I was really unhappy and I wasn't playing well and I was not in a good place. And, and uh, it wasn't until I just like totally realized that there's no point in, in being anything but yourself and like, totally just started doing art and yeah again if, it, if it's not fun there's no point yeah and it's like there's so much I think to be said about diversity in yourself and how that translates translates to other parts of your life like I play better when I am involved in other things like I think why I've been successful in Berlin is because I have things to like relax my mind to refresh to to rejuvenate and and if i don't have those things it's like your mind is so consumed with one thing it's it's not healthy for anyone honestly so with the photography then yeah what do you, what do you most enjoy taking pictures of yeah i mean i was for like four years like a successful wedding photographer um but i mean i wouldn't really even count myself as a, a photographer really as like a hmm. a director or like kind of I don't know, designer kind of, because uh, I mean, it's easy to take pictures digitally. I was, I think what I really enjoyed doing was like the styling and directing part of the couples. And mm -hmm. I think that's why I was successful. But yeah, I was doing photography for a while. Do you think it's all about people then? Yes, man. Ah, I mean, yes. this life is all about people. It's all about love. It's all about empathy. It's all about connection. And I think obviously not everyone has the capability or the 
I don't, I, I don't want to say it. yeah capability to like really connect with people and that's okay but I, I do think the sooner that people realize it's it's about love and and connecting with one another I think that's that's the real goal of this life so and if any any medium or facet you can do that I think is important that's why I've really loved having these chats actually because there'll be people who watch this, volleyball fans who've seen you in the Champions League or followed you in the German competition or, or watched you as an American fan in that, in that USA jersey. And just to have the opportunity to, to get to hear from somebody outside of that very focused, right, it's game day. And, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe you'd see somebody after a game and they'd take a selfie or sign an autograph or something like that. But, you know, there are, there are human beings in the jerseys and the numbers. Yeah, and- totally. I'm like, I mean, I can, I think, probably back in the day, meaning like the eighties and nineties, you know, athletes were groomed to only think and do and react. You know, if a coach said something, you don't question that. If someone wants to be, you don't question that. And, and I don't believe that. And I don't think that way. It's I, I, I put all humans on the same level. And I, I think that there is a, an emotional and movement happening. That's like allowing athletes to, use their voice to do something because we do have so much power and influence. Like we, we don't need to do what it, we're just told to do. We do have brains. We do have personalities, you know? So who were your heroes growing up then? Were they artists or were they sports stars? Mm, that's a good question. Who are my heroes? Easter. So I should say Jesus. Jesus. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, who are my heroes growing up? Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I think I would probably say artists. Um, there were some ceramic artists and Japanese artists that I, um, Ken Mizuki, who I love, and some other other artists that I really, really love. But heroes, um, I don't know. I really looked up to, like, my, my biological mom. She was one of my heroes. Um... I don't know people that were just doing kind things. I can't. I can't remember like certain situations, but yeah, I don't know. I've I had a lot of heroes probably. Right, we're going to play a game now. It's called Simply oh, the Best. Yes. Yeah, um, I'm going to ask you a series of questions, but just want nice, quick answers, and okay. I want to know um, your immediate thoughts on the best thing in a certain category. So uh, this isn't in the round, but it's just a practice. Best flavor of ice cream. Oh, peanut peanut butter chocolate chip from McConnell's ice cream. Great, there we go. That's how the game works. Okay, okay. first first one then. Uh, some of them are volleyball related, and we'll start yeah. with the volleyball related one. So this is simply the best best setter you've never played with. Never played with. Never played with. Bruno. Best sport outside of volleyball. <sighs> Dancing. Best song to listen to before a game? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Partition by Beyonce. Best moment of your career? Professional? College and professional. Uh, Being named freshman of the year. Best food to eat after a game? Dang, beer. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, pa- uh, pasta. Pasta. Best place in the world volleyball's taken you? Japan. The best atmosphere you've ever experienced? Brazil. Good game. I like the game. Well done. Yeah, uh, that's it. Just a, just a quick game. Um, all right then, so talk, you said pasta there. I was going to ask you who has the best food, America, Italy, or Germany? Oh, definitely not America. <laughs> uh, sorry. Ay, ay, ay. The best food out of those three? Yeah. Can I choose a different? Can you what? Can yeah. I choose a different one? Of course you can. I would say Israeli food is actually the best. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you been to Tel Aviv? No. Holy crap. That, <laughs> like, like their food is incredible. I was expecting that. Yeah. All right. The spices. 
that's going on the that's going on the to do list. All right, yep. let's pick up a few points from that then. Freshman of the year, like in the UK, we've got this image of American college sport just being the biggest, best, coolest <laughs> thing ever. Um, fresh was that was that freshman of the year in your university or freshman of the year like volleyball freshman of the year? Uh, I actually got both. Um, yeah, my freshman year was just it was crazy, but uh, it was cool. Like I I I grew up. I mean, high school wise, like in Utah and was there was no boys volleyball. And so like for me to go from that into doing that my freshman year, I was like, this is just some crazy dream. But it was it was it was huge for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely enormous. And so, you know, you said you came into the, the sport late when you went to university and you were playing well and you got freshman of the year. At what point did you think, well, I'm just going to go to Europe and be a professional volleyball player? Yeah, honestly, not a thing. I mean, to be honest with you, like three, if you ask me like three years before it was my freshman year, I didn't even know about college volleyball. I didn't even have it on my radar about collegiate sports. I didn't follow sports at all. And the thought of me going to university to play sport was like a joke. Um, Yeah, it's so funny. Um, Yeah. Crikey. And now now you're here. Because like my first intro to um usa volleyball was the olympics in 2012 when you'd yeah. have been so incredibly young it's not even worth thinking about but yeah. all of those all of that usa team um played professionally in europe they were all playing champions yeah. league volleyball yeah. at the time so is that like an aspiration for the top american players to travel and play and, and just experience that you know i think it's it's pretty subjective like okay. uh i mean like you said, college is kind of this paramount thing where it's it's like everyone wants to go and, and play in university uh, if you are an athlete, mm-hmm. for most athletes. <laughs> um, I think going and playing in Europe is is not something that I think Americans tend to be comfortable with okay. in Europe, South America. I think that is actually a problem with, not a problem, it is an unfortunate thing about American culture is it's so comfortable here because everything is so accessible that you really don't like uh, entertain the idea of moving outside of it, Um, which I I can understand. But for me, I'm like, I like being in really foreign situations. So I don't, I don't know. I can't speak for all athletes, but I would say actually most of them don't, I wouldn't say are really open to the idea. What about Tokyo then? We've got a date now in 2021. Yeah. That's got to be on your radar, surely. Oh, yeah. You know, so Japan is like my favorite country in the world. So uh, I'm pretty excited the possibility of going, obviously. And it being my favorite country and my first Olympics would be like so cool. Um, and yes, it's a year away, which does change some life plans. Okay. But you have to be flexible in life, so it's okay. Yeah, but sure, surely that is that is the stars aligning, isn't it? That is you making a name for yourself in Europe. You'll be a year older, a year stronger, yeah. and and the chance to go out there, maybe maybe even medal. Maybe even medal. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I hope so. I mean, I if I'm being honest, I definitely think our team has total potential to definitely be on the medal stand um i don't think there's anything wrong with saying that it's honest i think we've we're not arrogant we've we're we just work super super hard and um i think like the team that we have is super cohesive and super diverse in a way so i think we have a a good shot okay time for another quick game and this could go one of two ways honestly some people have done really well at it some people have done badly at it, but the um, the feedback I've got when they've done badly, it's because I've done badly. So <laughs> that that's what we're about to. Oh no, I've broken I've broken the iPad then. Show me. Um, <laughs> how have I done this? Okay, so what's going to happen is I'm going to show you a picture, and the the pictures make up something. So it might be an athlete, it might be a film, it might be anything. So yeah. this. So this one, uh, the first one in the picture round is a USA volleyball legend, okay? 
Uh, Cl- oh, Clayton Stanley. Clayton Stanley, yes, number one. Okay, this is um, an American rock band. They're not a band anymore, but there were two of them in the band. White Stripes. White Stripes, two out of two, killing it. All right, this is a movie. Either came out in 2018 or 2019. Can't remember which year. You'll kick yourself if you don't get this. Star Star Wars. Star. No. 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 Uh, Think. Uh, Think. Bradley Cooper. Lady Gaga. Oh. Um. What's just happened? Yeah, star, a star is born. <laughs> That's so funny. That's good. And for four out of four, a hundred percent top marks. Uh, this is a band. Beach. Oh, uh, I think um, ooh, tough one here. Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say the Beach Boys. The Beach Boys, correct? Hey, four out of four. That's quite good. Come on, you guys. Too but- easy. You said you said that Bruno is the best set you've never played with. He is the worst at this game. He got one from four, Bruno did. Well, I'm not surprised there, Bruno. Yeah, the, the only one he got was Copacabana Beach. How would you rate this season with Berlin then? Champions League, what were you, third, third in the group? You had that real ding-dong in Russia, didn't you? That five-setter yeah. in, in Kamarovo. Are you, are you happy with the season? Do you think there's room for improvement? Or where yeah, I mean... Uh, I am super happy. I mean, for our team in general, like, couldn't ask for a, a better team, honestly. Such good guys. Amazing guys, actually. Um, Playing-wise, we played very well together. Very successful season. Um, sadly, I got hurt uh, after, right after our first Champions League game and missed the next two, which was a bummer. But um, overall, I think, yes, great definitely champions league we we our team has so much potential and uh aspirations i think are possible to reach in champions league so um i think that would have been i don't know just a a little bit of a better result for us would have made it a little better season what's the champions league like to play in because i suppose you've been i'm not going to say lucky because when you're an athlete you you know you get what you deserve but You've obviously had the amazing atmospheres in um, in college days. Then you play in Italy. Then you go to Berlin, who have arguably got the best crowd in all of the Champions League. What are those Champions League nights like from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, obviously Berlin was my first ex- going to Berlin was my first mm. experience playing in Champions League. Um, I didn't really know honestly what Champions League was, oh, but okay. it, it, it's uh, whoops. It's um, your hands isn't on fire, is it? <laughs> I, yeah, I just got to re- report. Hey, Ben, <laughs> got to evacuate <laughs> again. And, yeah, I'm like, oh, here we go again. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, Champions League is a party, and in Berlin, it's I mean, in playing in Berlin in general, it's like a party mm-hmm. always. But the Champions League, ga- Champions League games are super, super big deal to us because it's it's a chance to have like really difficult competition and we you know you don't always get that in your in your normal league in your normal season so it's it's really fun to play high level teams and you always have a crowd that's you know a little bit bigger and a little Mm. bit more energy so i really look forward to the champions league games for sure (sighs) me too mate going to going to cities and commentating and just seeing the 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 best sport that you can really it's it's unreal um have you been to berlin to watch uh, I've, do you know, I've never done a recycling volleys game, but I was at the Max Schmelinghalle for, um, for the qualifiers, and I was supposed to be there for the super finals as well, and they're, and they're up in the air. But hopefully next year, when it's all back to, to normal, I'll be in Berlin for a recycling volleys game. I'll be like, hey, Ben, show me what you're taking pictures of. And, uh, yeah, easy. What are you looking forward to when this is all over and we can get back to normal? What are you really excited about? Going back to Berlin to get my stuff and just to maybe have a summer there. Oh, summer in Berlin. Which, you know what, it's, this is a lovely way to end it, actually, because we bookended it with that Berlin love letter. And it's so nice to know that you have made the right decision and gone to the right place, because in some sports, I think some athletes might go for I don't know maybe they get a great paycheck or maybe they think if I go to this city I'm not happy and I can be more successful but it just 
it sounds like you've you've managed to find the perfect fit for you right now and that's really cool totally absolutely benjamin you are a good man i look forward to catching up with you soon in the meantime stay safe see you dude thank you cheers cheers mate well that was benjamin patch if you have listened to that and enjoyed it then do go back and watch the video it's on cev's youtube and instagram tv and from the moment i said hello to him and he made the sort of old-fashioned phone hand signal and sort of put it to his head he's like hello i knew we were gonna have a great chat um so yeah go and go and check that out but we will start with you key seeing as you lost the coin toss before um what were your impressions of him as a guy after listening to that for half an hour or so? Oh, I don't want to fangirl too hard because I didn't even realize I was, a, I was a fan until just right after watching that. And I think you're right. People should go back and watch it because you can see just how, I don't know, he just seems so laid back, so cool, so comfortable. Yeah, I got really good vibes from him. Really seems like the kind of guy who has his head on straight. He, he gets it that volleyball is his path to travel the world, but he's actually traveling the world and experiencing the city and he's obviously in love with berlin and rightfully so it's an awesome city matt i found it just amazing how it was almost like volleyball was the mechanism for him to live his life mm. i mean he obviously likes the sport but there's so many other things that i think he would probably put above it and yet volleyball is the career and, and he probably sees it a little bit as a job and it's all of the hobbies like berlin he absolutely loves i mean We'll come on to how you feel about that, Keith, because I believe you turned down a contract there last year. <laughs> <laughs> clearly loves the city, and he's clearly there because of additional reasons on top of the actual club. That, that was quite obvious. So, yeah, I loved him and, and obviously watched him, never spoke to him, never met him. But, yeah, I feel like I know him after watching that. Mm. You can't teach charisma. He's just got it. For me, it just seems like he's so comfortable with who he is and what he is and what he wants out of his life and and I just feel feel as though if I saw him in person it would almost be like he had an aura almost like there's a <laughs> glow that comes off him just um, yeah he's uh, an incredibly incredibly impressive man I'm very much looking forward to to catching up with him in person the next time I'm in Berlin speaking of Berlin let's say Berlin again uh key mm. let's expand on your situation then because I've volleyball's taken me to Berlin a couple of times and obviously the sport's brilliant but there's something about that city as well you've you've been there too for for work stuff haven't you Matt yeah love it love it just incredible place uh what have been your experiences Key well I've visited the city just completely in a non-volleyball manner just as a as a tourist and loved it I think if you're there in the summer you really get you get culture Mm. you get food you get vibes you get bars you get everything that you could want and and matt did he touched on it just there i i had an offer in potsdam close to berlin last season and i thought i was i was tossing it up between south of france and berlin and honestly it came down to weather that was literally the only reason that i chose that is a tough decision though dave what would you choose if you were a volleyballer south of france or berlin (sighs) i think i'd go south of france i think i would I mean, you. This is an incredibly hypothetical situation mm. for me because, because God knows. But I, I don't know. I mean, you, you can't have any regrets about being in the south mm-hmm. of France. Key. I mean, it's beautiful. I can see from the the films that you make, and you know, you've talked to me about going out on runs and loving it. They're yeah. just two two very different lifestyles. And you know, when you're when you've got age on your side and life on your side and fitness on your side who's to say that you you're not going to end up doing something in berlin in the future or new york in the future or wherever you want in the world in the future so i don't think you can have any regrets about yeah. decisions who's sitting on made. the fence now Dave? no <laughs> i i definitely don't have any regrets i think that good i chose this team not only for the volleyball and the coach and the team but also because i knew they would support me in my extracurriculars i mean i spoke to mm-hmm. the coach beforehand and said look i'm thinking about retirement i'm going to be wanting wanting to do photography videography mm-hmm. things that sort of lead me into the next stage in my career and he was cool with that and i don't think that every coach necessarily is because ben patch touched on it a little bit that sometimes coaches and teammates they might think you're not focused if you have other mm-hmm. interests if you show that you're spending your time doing things other than just being in the gym eating volleyball and sleep so Sometimes that comes, uh, it's, it's 
a decision to make. For what it's worth, I'd have probably chosen Berlin simply because at this stage in my life, I enjoy cities. There you go. Um, mm. I was quite, I was, so I'm living in London now. I was quite late moving to London. I was 31, I think, and I'd lived in towns and villages before that. So for my lifestyle at the moment, I'd have chosen Berlin. There you go. There's an answer. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to pick up on that key. You talking about the next stage of your career that is mm -hmm. quite based in the arts, as you say, photography, filmmaking. They're things that, that Benjamin's been interested in and things that he's managed to do alongside his career and that can't be easy in terms of coaching do you think it's a really important part of a modern coach to be able to work with the different characters and the different lifestyles in of, of the members of your team because I th I think in professional sport over the years it used to be the case that you'd get a contract and it would be the coach's way or no way at all but you're losing out on well a huge amount of talent and some great characters sport sports just changed doesn't it yeah well I, I think at the highest level to a certain extent coaches do have the final say and they mm -hmm. do you are expected to be at every single engagement you you know showing up a hundred percent but if you do have other interests outside of it if you have something that can take your mind off of the volleyball and the stress and the you know you had a bad day that's so important and I think that's super valuable for at any level just not to be completely one dimensional with your interests. I just look at Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton does so much away from Formula One and his and his team are understanding to it because he has proven that it doesn't affect his driving and if anything it enhances his driving because by having these releases he's able to focus more when it matters. If you've got a passion and you try and suppress that, then it's going to affect your profession. Yeah, yeah, fully. I also, I also like the fact that he's able to, because there's not that pressure to make money from his pottery, he's plowing all the proceeds into charity, which I think is awesome. I think if you were putting that pressure on yourself to make a living as an artist then you wouldn't be able to do all of that sort of extra curricular stuff as well yeah and interestingly that's something that um that teo piano who we've spoken about before he does as well all of the stuff that he does outside involving around his sort of art and his lifestyle brand they push that money back into the community and i think that's really cool mm. yeah you mentioned goosebumps key uh, when I saw that you'd that you'd watched this, what was it or that he particularly said or did that made you feel that way? I, I, I must have was it on Instagram that I wrote something about goosebumps, getting the goosies. Oh, you weren't you weren't exaggerating for Instagram. Really. Um, Come on, I think I don't know. I just remember watching it, and to be honest, I've I've watched all of these unscripted, and sometimes you you hear what you expect to hear sometimes, but from yeah. him, I just I felt his passion coming across. I felt his sort of enthusiasm for life. It resonated with me because I am a creative and an athlete and I hate mm -hmm. to just have, I hate the idea of just being one or the other. And I hate the idea that you have to box yourself into. And I think a lot of athletes probably feel this, mm -hmm. that they are expected to be a certain way. And he mentioned it about on the national team that he was expected to be a certain way. And I just, I felt that probably my whole career and I'm only now sort of really of branching out and becoming more creative than athletic and and it feels so good and it just yeah it gave me goosebumps to hear him talking about it is that because you feel as though earlier in your career you felt as though you didn't have the freedom to combine the two or is it just something that's developed as you've got older it could be a little bit of both because i was definitely i was creative when i was younger and i drew and i did pottery and i loved art and then I went into athletics and that sort of took over. And I and maybe the other stuff, and I, I don't want to say I blame the teams or anyone else. Maybe it just fell by the wayside and I felt that I had to focus on one thing. And that was that was now my job and that was what I had to put my energy into. And, you know, I'd tinker every now and then in my free time. But And then it's only been recently that I've discovered photography and videography. And I sort of just grabbed it and ran with it because I felt like it was it was such a cool outlet and I can... I can also use it to, you know, I take photos of my teammates, for example, and they mm. all really love that. And it just feels really good to, to sort of combine the two somehow. 
Now, we've spent all of this time talking about him off the court, and I think that's a real mark of the man. But he is a hell of a player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what more can I add? Yeah, he is. He is a... Just a just a remarkable athlete. Obviously, to have all of those physical tools, but on top of that, that huge vertical leap as well. And even though he talks so passionately about the art, there is definitely that fire burning as an athlete as well. He wants to achieve. He wants to be a part of the national team, which getting into that USA national team is not an easy thing to do. He wants to play at an Olympic Games, particularly in, in Tokyo, because he talked about how much... He loves Japan and to, to have those both of those quite passionate fires burning side by side, he really seems to be to be driven on the court. And I think it's important that that we recognise that. It's not just the off court stuff. He's very driven on the court as well, Matt. No, he is, he is. And he's kind of just what the USA were looking for, I think. I mean I I, I follow them quite a bit. They're one of the teams I, I tend to tend to watch when they're playing in the, the world tournaments. And I think that he will, he will give them a dynamic that maybe they were missing. Um, you know, they've got great players and stuff, but he offers something extra, um, a bit like the kind of the X factor. There's there's something different, and I just love the kind of casual approach. You know what I mean? Like he's kind of ambling around, having a great time. Serve comes over, focus, tracks the ball, massive jump, boom, end of point. Back to casual, completely fine, just chilling out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I love the, I love the style of the player as well, as well as the actual achievement and the, and the and the talent. Yeah, you you do get those those guys sometimes, don't you? Particularly in the men's game, they're just killers. Yeah, there is nothing you can do to defend him when when he gets the right set. It's it's quite frightening actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As a as a middle blocker key, I'm sure you're absolutely delighted when there's somebody of that caliber over the other side of the net. Oh, it would be scary to go up against him for <laughs> sure. We don't have anyone that hits quite that high in the women's game mm. that I can think of offhand. But <laughs> no, I, he was really good. He was really good, and I think that Japan will be a better place with him there. The the volleyball tournament, he will he will be a star there, um, both on and off the court. He did a takeover on the USA volleyball social media accounts, and that was brilliant. That really showed insight into his creativity, what he does off the court. He got artistic with a few shots and videos and stuff. So he's very aware with media of the, the positive it can do. For such a naturally gifted athlete, I find it amazing that, well, at least he told us that he didn't really take sports up until he was almost an adult. And I just find that amazing because... You you were relatively late as well, weren't you, Key? And Matt, you've you're you're essentially you're you're a father to children now, but you're a qualified teacher, so you've seen people come through as as sports people. How can you possibly just have a, a world class athlete wrapped up under somebody who doesn't know they're a world class athlete? How is that a thing? Um, I, I think all that all that he meant by that was that he didn't view it as his as his biggest priority. I think he was just going through and probably sailing through some of the levels and achieving things. And and then it was kind of like, oh, actually, actually, I am pretty good. Maybe I should consider this as a career option rather than this other thing that I'd probably been thinking about. So I think it was more his mindset rather than his position within within the system. That must have been so frustrating for some of his coaches and teammates at the time. Like, oh, come on! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you realise who you are and what you have? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a lot of things do come into play. Obviously, other other players that he's competing with in different teams. Maybe there was someone better at that moment in time. As you know, when he was a little bit younger, maybe he grew later. Maybe he developed later. Maybe, I mean, I can remember when I had a growth spurt and I was a goalkeeper, and there was about a one-year period I couldn't take a goal kick, just couldn't coordinate my feet because my legs had grown <laughs> so fast. I kept kicking the ground. So, when you, when you have these massive growth spurts, there are. Come on, Key, you must have had something. When you have these massive growth spurts, there are issues. Did you did you shoot up as well, Key, or were you always tall? Well, I was always tall, but I was also always uncoordinated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what happened with volleyball. I kind of snuck in under the radar. They were like, oh, she's tall, we'll keep her around. But I, I just wasn't very good, but I was just tall. <laughs> always playing it down. We need to have words about this, Key. We need to have words. Look, it, you've, never seen, you've never seen me try to set a ball. <laughs> You're going to set Bruno when we set it up, remember? 
Oh, ah, yeah, that's right. right. That's right. Um, I do have a new answer though now after listening to Benjamin Patch. So when someone asks me my hero, I'm going to steal his line. Mm. Go on. Which was anyone doing kind things? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he put that on? I mean, it sounds so sweet and it makes my little heart melt. But do you think it was? Do you think he really meant that? There is nothing <laughs> from the rest of that conversation that would lead me to believe that he didn't. Mm. And also, when you think about it, that is a hero, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, that and Peter Schmeichel. And Eric Cantona, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Cantona did some kind things, I guess. No, yeah. You guys lost sure me. Are you talking about football? Yeah. 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 But it, it's fine. We'll cut <laughs> we, can, we can move uh, back to volleyball, don't worry. We can. Um, also, Israeli food. Have you ever tried Israeli food? Negative. No. No, me either. But after talking to him, all I want now is some Israeli food. <laughs> what kind of food? What do you think it is? I can, I'm picturing like couscous and pitas. Like, do you think it's that kind of thing? Spicy? I'll tell you after I've had some delicious Israeli food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll put that on the on the list, Matt. When we when we're all together, we can all go for an Israeli meal. That could be what should we do some team bonding? The the Ace Space yeah. team bonding. Find an Israeli yeah. restaurant. The Ace Space <laughs> Cadets. There's only one cadet around here, Key. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well we will uh, we will knock this on the head soon, but Matt there are a few other things that you want to cover before we say goodbye to these lovely people, aren't there? Uh, yeah, so we obviously get a lot of comments on these unscripteds, and um, mm-hmm. both on Instagram and YouTube. And here there was a lot of talk of his yellow nail polish. Yeah. Which, to be honest, I didn't really see. I mean, I... I Did was, you not notice? I was listening more than watching, I think, maybe. That was okay. the moment that I was put over the edge. I was like, oh, he's cool. He's a cool guy. And then he used his hand for some gesture. And I saw it was all painted yellow. I thought, yes this guy but it was in line with the hair wasn't it because the hair he dyed dave you'll remember this better than me well he got his nails done and got his hair done because it was a fresh it was a fresh do and obviously all of the barbers had closed down around the world and i was like how have you managed to get that done and he's it was before we'd uh, before we'd started and he was like dude i got it done to unveil to a full house for our first playoff game and then the league got cancelled and I flew home <laughs> and that was <laughs> and that was that yeah so he he got one of the last haircuts and manicures before uh, before it all got <laughs> shut down and now he's going to have it for the whole lockdown probably yeah absolutely he's going to have roots by now oh, i know i but yeah when the roots start to grow out though mm-hmm. they do look good don't they there's that period because I did my hair a few times like that when I was younger, and uh, oh it, it, dear, oh yeah, <laughs> it's one of the... like I'm just picturing in sync circa 19. <laughs> so when I when I went backpacking, it was one of the best things I did because everyone would come up to me and say, "Hey, we saw you in this place, you know, three or four nights ago." Because obviously, big guy, massive blonde right. hair, dyed well, it wasn't really blonde. Let's say orange, <laughs> orangey blonde hair. So yeah, I used it as like a, a trigger to to initiate conversations. Really, it was great. He means meet girls, Key. No. That's what... (laughs) (laughs) A little bit, but no, more more just general, everyone. Okay. I'm kind of excited to hear what he plans to do after Tokyo because it sounds like he has less volleyball on the brain and more he's interested in some other things. So if we have one more year until Tokyo, I'm going to keep my eye on him because I think afterwards he's going to have some plans unveiled Ooh, I think you're going to keep your eye on him during the Olympics as well though aren't you Key? I'm going to keep my eye on him every day from now until the end of time because he seems like did, a did, cool guy did you, did you did follow him on Instagram before the unscripted Key? no I didn't and now I feel like a bit of a creepy stalker because I <laughs> immediately wrote him and said that was such a cool interview or something uh, like that do you think USA's performance at the Olympics will affect what he does so if Hypothetically, I say hypothetically, it's well within the realms of possibility. If USA win gold mm. or USA bomb out in the quarterfinals, do you think that that would change what he does subsequently? I don't, for what it's worth. But Key? Um, She's putting herself in those two positions, Dave. You yeah, can see her thinking, yeah. can't you? I so, think, now, winning gold, how would that feel? Yeah. I think winning yeah. any medal would be an achievement that he would hang his hat on and say that was cool I've, and now I've done that and I can okay. imagine him just sort of walking away and saying this, I'm ready for the next stage of my life I, I personally think he will just take the opportunity that lots of athletes take of away from the Olympic Games fulfilling some other desires, dreams, aspirations 
Mm. Um, and it'll be different this time, obviously, because there'll be a three-year gap between the games. Yeah, that will affect things slightly. Um, but yeah, when I mean, he was born in 1994, wasn't he? So, crikey, he's still got plenty of time. <laughs> Hopefully he uses some of his extra time to take up drums and he can join our band, Matt. Yeah, I'm on that. I, I keep asking people. Anyone yeah. that mentions anything to do with music, I'm like, do you play the drums? They, they, they think I'm really strange, <laughs> just fascinated <laughs> with drummers. Uh, shall we talk about Mystery Man? Oh, yeah. Key doesn't know about this, does she? What are you guys talking about? So, Key, you may have heard on our other podcast that we've done a bit of a, a naughty Dave and I we did a little covert interview um, <laughs> largely because he he made himself available and it was a great opportunity and we also thought it would be a bit of fun for the listeners to have a guess who it was so we set up these clues there's six of them gone out already you've probably heard of them so it's a man volleyball right-handed size 14 and he's won the Champions League and the European Championships and he's known for his spiking do you have any so, guesses uh, do I get? Do I have to guess names, or can I ask yes or no questions? No more questions. You've had all the questions you're going to get right now. Oh, I can't no. ask any questions. No, no. Well, questions. We're not I just have to them. make you can ask them a name. I have to guess one name. Yeah, you have to guess one name, and we will neither confirm nor deny. But if you want to give a name, you can try. Maybe you'll be right at the end. Maybe you'll be. What, what did he say? He said he's known for blocking or spiking. 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 Is it? Dun dun dun. Dun 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 dun. dun. Ivan Zaitsev. Mm, I can neither confirm no, don't tell nor it. deny. Oh. Confirm nor deny. Do not tell. So her. then, no, no. What do we do with it then? If you can't no, tell, if, if you want to have other guesses, wrong. you can. I mean, there's a risk because if you make a guess, you could prove to be correct at the end, and then that's great. Or you could be way off the mark. I thought it was a. So it's not a confirm or deny. So you're just not going to tell me anything for the rest of. Not going to. Not going to tell you anything. But then how am I going to narrow it down? Every week, listen to the podcast, there's one extra clue coming out. And eventually we get things that aren't like shoe size, so a bit more revealing. Mystery man, dun 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 dun. Key, me and Matt are good cop and bad cop, so ask me a question. <laughs> Who's good cop? Is he Italian? I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. What I can tell you about Ivan Zaitsev is it could be him or it could not be him. <laughs> Does that help? It doesn't not help. Oh, thanks for thanks for confusing me back. <laughs> if it was Ivan Zaitsev, we could neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty impressive, though, if I got it right off the bat. First question. Honestly, I, I would be amazed. No. But I can neither confirm nor deny if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's Mystery Man, everyone. You can have your guesses, place your comments, use the hashtag. What is it, Key? Let volleyball talk. Oh, good, good. Can uh, we yeah. have a special? Mm. We should have a specific hashtag just for Mystery Man. Mystery Man or something. All right, it could be like, who is Mystery Man, A space, CEV, volleyball... <laughs> Yeah. This is my guess. Neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> if you can remember that hashtag, use it. Right then, you two, let's wrap this up now because uh, Benjamin Patch has got us flapping our gums as we knew he would because he's a, he's a great guy. And uh, Benjamin <laughs> Patch, uh, if you've listened to that, we would love to have you on the podcast or anything we ever do. So get in touch. Top, top man. In uh, including Keith, going for a beer. His post-match ritual. Yeah. If every fancies yeah. that, just let us know. That's Absolutely. so German, by the way. You know you play in Germany when you go your your post-match meal is a beer. <laughs> I think I've changed my I've changed get... my mind. I'll go to Berlin. I think actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to get those calories in after a game. It's mm -hmm. all about recovery. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, Keith, Matt, any any final thoughts on Benjamin Patch? No, just great guy. Great guy. Yeah, that that is just how I'd sum it up. Great guy. Mm-hmm. Who could be mystery Look man? Look how we've all we've all listened to ten minutes of him talking, and we think he's the best person on earth. <laughs> Bro, there are probably li people listening to this going, "Oh, that." Yeah, that guy, guy that Benjamin Patch. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Make sure, if you have listened to this, you do head over and have a look at his uh, pottery project. Though B Assembly is, uh, it, it is B Assembly, isn't it, Key? 
I, I, that's what I gathered from it. Yeah. Yeah. B it is B, B dot assembly. It's over there on Instagram. As are all of us. As is the CV. As is Benjamin Patch. We would love to hear from you. This has been the Ace Space, the unscripted edition. Key, you know what's coming. When does everything come out? The Ace Space comes out on Mondays, and the unscripted comes out on Fridays. Yes, it does. So thank you very much for joining us. Remember, the hashtag is Let Volleyball Talk. We love to hear from you. But until next time, goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.